0: It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewinds. Your weekly look into what Extreme as we will look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four hundred one with Heat Wave in the history books. See myself, Paul. I'm joined as always by Jay. How are we
1: doing, Jay? You want my belt? You want my belt? Don't look at my belt. You're looking at my belt. You want my belt because you're looking at my belt, and I like my belt. And you're looking at my belt, this is the belt that matters because you're looking at my belt. Apart from that, am right? <laughs> your winner
0: and still world
1: heavyweight champion. There's a lot that happens. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because it's, um, it's a highlight show, the first episode, but it still confused me, even though I just watched the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. There, There was bits I didn't even realize were bits and, um, yeah, heat wave nineteen ninety eight is in the history books. We're now moving forward and back to ECW Hardcore TV, episodes two hundred and seventy six and two hundred and seventy seven. We're in August of nineteen ninety eight, and there is a fair amount going on. As, um, there he is. I don't know. Obviously, fans of the show and regular listeners will know that. We tend to have a gripe of the TV after the pay-per-view show because we believe this is when you would have potential brand new eyes on the product and a great time to sort of say, "Hey, our product is one hour of action-packed craziness. Come get involved!" And um, yeah, we have the Fallout show here and to see if our um, how they did this time round. <laughs> After arguably their best pay-per-view, definitely to date. um, Barely Legal is good on a journey standpoint, but I think this, as an overall show, I think this is probably my favourite pay-per-view we've seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, Barely Legal's historic. Exactly. However, it's not a great pay-per-view. It's got some good matches. Um, It's got some great matches that are ruined, and they remind you of that. in, in this highlight show um, But um, It's historic but it wasn't You know a, an absolute barn burner Of a pay per view I agree I think this is the best um, ECW pay per view We have watched so far And we watched December This member a couple of weeks ago We did that's in the archive
0: That's free to listen to If you want to laugh with us laugh at us For having to try to break down That um, clusterfuck I think that's an official quote of it, yes. Um, yeah, so 8th of August 1998, episode 276. It starts off with loads of highlights of the pay per view. That makes sense because you'd want to show highlights at the beginning so people think, Oh, yeah, I've just seen this. This is stuff I've seen, I get this. And, um, yeah, obviously, we get Taz shout out Shane Douglas, and basically, loads of sort of key bits that if you haven't ordered the pay per view would potentially make you want to order the pay-per-view. It's a good start to the show, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite, this is all real. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. It makes sense. We then dive straight into a promo from Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, again, why not kick off the show of a promo? Bam Bam's basically angry, addresses Taz, basically saying over and over he didn't tap. Um, he was screwed. He didn't tap, and uh, yeah, again, that's that's fair.
1: So uh, my issue is that they, the 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 thing that he's pissed about is because he had a victory over Taz, and now Taz has a victory over him as well, and he wants his trophy of that victory back, and that's what he wants out of this match because that's what he's pissed off that he didn't get. It was for the FTW Championship. Mm. But it's the the actual, the victory is the bit that that matters, not the championship.
0: Well, it's um, the whole, does this title mean anything yes or no every week, isn't it? Uh,
1: uh, Yes or no during Taz's promo, where it's like, yes, this title, this piece of shit title. What are you looking at this title? Yes, it's the most important title in the world.
0: (laughs) But I hate it because it's a piece of shit, but it's important. But we'll get there in a minute. We will. Speaking of the man, Taz, here he is. He addresses Bam Bam, oh. Heat Wave. Says that Bam Bam's been crying like a bitch. He tapped. Um. Says that Douglas knows that the FTW title is a real belt and he's a real world champion. No, if he said real world champion. That might be a Ric Flair reference, but I feel like it was somewhat around that point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that no, was about 10 years earlier, wasn't it? No, I
0: mean, as in, like, the point that Taz was making.
1: Oh, yes. So, um, he he kind of shits on Shane Douglas for creating his own championship because you took this – you know, you were in this tournament and you won the NWA tournament and you threw it down and you took this ECW championship and this regional championship from Eastern Championship Wrestling and you declared it the world – Extreme Championship Wrestling Champion Heavyweight Championship. And who'd you beat? Who'd you ever beat for it? And you're kind of sitting there going, well, firstly, Terry Funk. Um, Secondly, he did win the NWA tournament. And thirdly, he's not been the champion since then. He kind of switched hands and he's beat a lot of other people to get it back since then.
0: And it was actually like, the ECW champion at the time.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, you he, can argue that it's a regional just, championship and he turned it into a world championship.
0: Yeah. He just threw it down and renamed it. It was, he was still the current champion.
1: Yeah. But he turned the Eastern Championship Wrestling belt into he, the. Exactly. It was a world double chair Heavyweights. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's this really weird kind of like, well, you made your own belt. Well, no, he didn't and you know no. you just g- gave yourself a belt no he didn't and then he does this weird thing of an impression of someone with a replica title naked standing in front of his mirror going oh i'm the ecw champion and because you're not talking about him it means my belt means more than that belt yeah and you kind of think going, what you, it means more than the replica the replica that a fan has i I, this is really weird because this isn't the the FTW Championship that I thought I knew.
0: Agreed. Well, I I thought it was basically I don't know. I thought he just carried it around to say he was the baddest motherfucker.
1: Yeah, I was going to say you know, I, I know it's a reference you've made before, but I think it's right. Is you know it's the ECW version of the the UFC BMF belt.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, I thought it was. I, I, I thought it was him saying, like, "Yeah, you know, I'm the FTW champion. People say, well, it's not a real belt. And people be like, well, it's not a real belt, but I, I still want to fucking beat you for it. Because I want to be the fuck the world champion. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm going
1: to show how silly it is by taking it off you.
0: Yeah, yeah I not reckon. I don't care. I still want to beat you for it.
1: You know, it's sort of,
0: sort of a bit like that and um, yeah it's not it's it's just like I said week in week out it's so hard to build this up to build to any kind of believability of a unification match I guess even though yeah,
1: or or just that kind of yeah on a par I mean it could have like
0: They could have almost, if done it right, had this whole weird... um, Shane Douglas obsessed of being the absolute top guy in the company that because Taz is on a rampage, people were recognising this belt that's not actually a belt. And Shane Douglas almost being like, I want that belt because I want to be recognised as the absolute belt. And if, If one person thinks that belt's legit, I want that belt. Because I'm the best at everything. So, I mean, I'm could going done... to
1: take it off you and I'm going to throw it down because it means nothing. This is the belt. Is that, well, You know, come get it then?
0: Yeah, I mean, it could have been like, but um, yeah, it's weird because I don't know how sort of Taz is um, continually treating it. It's...
1: Yeah, and the other thing is I have decided I do not like promos where Taz is holding that belt close to the camera because you can see that the FTW logo on it is a sticker and you can see the indentation of the, um, TV. the engraving underneath it. So you can see that it is a TV spare TV replica that they've stuck an FTW sticker on. Yeah. And that makes it, you know, it, they've put it on an orange strap, which is nice. But again, it just makes it look just that little bit cheaper. It, again, you know, it's, it's,
0: but it just, it helps play into Crazy Man Makes His Own Belt. Yeah. When it's just, like I said, an old TV title, he found out the back and put an orange sticker on it. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Oh.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and that's been done in other feds, but that was always a bit of a comedy or a gimmick belt rather than this one. You know, the, the, the hardcore championship, that kind of, you know, sellotaped up back together in the WWF. You know, that's that's... Not really a real belt, and that was kind of the joke on it. But this is different.
0: Yeah, no, it's, um, it's was very it weird, Haxel, so, Jim yeah.
1: Duggan, and WCW who found the TV title in the trash after Scott Hall threw it? Yeah, it was exactly. He started wearing it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's the thing. You know, this this whole kind of you know finding about and I'm the champ is is fine, except it's not your main event angle. Exactly.
0: No, it's, it's fair point. Uh, We then get told we're going to get Taz versus Sabu from Barely Legal. Yep. Um, Not against this. Great match. Just didn't quite understand why this was happening.
1: It it made more sense in the context of next week's show, which we'll come on to in a little while. Yeah. Because that's telling the story. But in the context of where it is now, no. And again, my yeah. issue with this is, you know, you build this up. that This is the blood feud. They've not touched for a year, blah, 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 blah. And I still have an issue with the fact that it ends with a hug and a handshake. I know there's a turn afterwards, but the fact that you've got the the respect angle and the hug and the handshake, and it's after all of this that, Fonzie turns on Taz rather than at any point during the match, although we know that it's because Fonzie lost a lot of money on Taz because he bet against Taz but did nothing to affect the outcome of the match, but that's a different gripe. I, I told you it brought back bad memories. Um, yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> so did I until I started thinking about it. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean it's it, it's a good match on the whole Um Turn it off when the, or fast forward it when the, the bell rings and the when the, the three count happens. And then, um, yeah, play it when he gets beaten up by RVD and Sabu. But um, yeah, again, you know, feels quite weirdly cold in the middle of this show.
0: Yeah, no, I imagine that happens. Uh, like I said, Taz weird. But again, Can this is,
1: the- so the, the problem with this is. You need to remember what was happening before the pay-per-view and what happens after the pay-per-view to understand why they're showing you this for context. However, that's the feud they were building before the pay-per-view and the feud they've started building again after the pay-per-view, which has nothing to do with the feud that they were finishing off at the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that shouldn't make sense, but it does. Um, it's just like I said, nothing against it. It's just such a weird, especially when you know last week we said they taped a match before the show. I mean, the crowd is yep. hot. They could have just, they could have just done it. I know, I'm getting repetitive and it's boring, but wouldn't you just do it? Yeah, and unseen you know, we to order the pay per view, call this number to get the replay but here's an unseen match from the pay-per-view just to give you an idea what that crazy night was. Ah, the but they've week. got
1: something even better to sell you on the pay-per-view. They, um, they know why you are going to order the, the, the replay.
0: Because of Sunny.
1: Yes, because they big up that Sonny loses her top. Yeah.
0: Um, we got Sabu tears the rematch as well
1: didn't we yeah well we got back to back no that's next week isn't
0: it I thought we're going to do the back to back we get the triple threat next
1: week oh I remember no it's the it's 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 those two and then it turns into a triple threat yes that's the one.
0: Um, yeah, so... That was it. We get, we got a, a brief... That was it. So we had Taz versus Sabu. Then they showed the end of the Taz versus Sabu rematch, which had the Taz challenging Shane Douglas for the TV title after the match. Yes. So, yeah. So they sort of showed the end of the rematch. Yeah. So, yeah. So then we had that. And obviously that to um but again I find yeah I suppose it's part of the history and the fact that you can sort of say that Douglas is sort of dodging Taz because Taz has beaten him up every time they've had a match. So it's fine. We then get um interviewing the ref asking about Taz versus Bam Bam and he says Bam Bam tap so that's the end of that.
1: So I didn't that's... I didn't need that in any way, shape or form. We've Um, we've not needed that at any other point. I don't know why we need that now. I didn't need that.
0: I'm really, I guess we'll get into it more on the next show. But I'm struggling to see the triple threat as heels at the moment. Yeah. Because they're victims in like everything. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I I don't understand what's happening here. I understand shades of gray and all that jazz, but yeah, I'm I'm finding it
1: really, um, the the problem is if you're going to, if you're going to have your heel leader of the faction who is on color commentary because he's injured calling out that the heels are getting screwed by collusion and blah, blah, blah. Then the whole idea is that they're heels and that's not actually the case. It's making excuses for why they're losing. And it's, you know, it's, it's it's seeing stuff that's not there. What what makes that more difficult is if actually, yes, your heels are being screwed by collusion and whatever else. Exactly. And therefore they've got a legitimate gripe.
0: And um again, like jumping forward, I won't do it too much, but um yeah, Shane Douglas on commentary, when he's commentating on his own stable mates and close friends. I, I just don't think he's got that neck down at
1: all. No, I mean, he he's very good because he's impartial right the way through the match until the very end. But I don't know.
0: Could you? I mean, he'd probably hate the comparable, but could you imagine like Flair being impartial
1: commentating on the whole sprint? No, no, we've seen it. it? What you're looking well, at is excellence. Imagine? It doesn't matter. Big, Big Arn's got his number. There's no one better than Arn and Tully. They're going to take this home. A cheap upset win that they've stolen away from whatever else, and you know that's not—they're
0: getting our rate, right, flipping the table because it's you know stablemate's just been cheated out of a yeah. win. You know it should. I don't know. It just feels like we said before that like recorded afterwards, and because of the pay per view, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. This one, it, oh, this one. I'm saying it's the next episode. I just feel like he's fed lines, but I'll get to that. Yep. Because we've got examples. It's been too elusive at the moment. Um, yeah, so yeah, the ref said he tapped. Well done. Close that up then. Candido. Yeah, we've got a um, quick clip of Candido coming out with Sunny uh, Heatwave. Going back to what you were saying, Joe Styles announces that Tammy is here to stay. She's out of a WWE contract. Uh, which
1: is weird. Can't wait to see more of her, and I don't mean on the pay per view where she's allegedly topless, although she's not really.
0: Yeah, so uh, let's get out. Um, Lance talks. Chris Candido basically says he has him beat. Which
1: is fair enough. Yeah, got too... My on the got to, his his wife his girlfriend got too carried away, feeling up his ass, and who can blame her?
0: Yeah, I mean people like said about lance storm's promos and he can't really talk and all this and he can talk but i think his serious character just works better when he doesn't
1: i, I, and I don't mean that i don't mean that horribly because i love lance storm I, no lance, lance storm is a fit. good talker i don't like him i, I don't I, there's nothing in here that engages me in regards to you want to talk about how you're better than chris candido i'll listen to you talking all day you want to talk about how you carried him and all the rest of it you know, you're cutting the promos about you know Shane Douglas. Where's the triple threat now? You should have taken me. Blah blah blah. Here for that. Um, you want to rag on on Tammy Lynn Sitch. I'm okay with that. The you know your girlfriend fancies me. Thing, and yeah, you know it's like I'm go- I'm going to be asked
0: as- to Dara Lance Storm. Yeah, this is uh,
1: weird. it didn't work for me when Rick Rude was doing it. It didn't work for me when you know when we were watching other people do it throughout. You know, it's not it's not working for me
0: yeah it should just be as simple as like candido you screwed me i'll beat you because not just because i'm better than you but because i'm the best pure wrestler on this roster and in a technical match i can beat anyone kind of thing you know it just he just is what he is he's just an amazing technical wrestler and there should be no shame or necessary diversion from that sonny doesn't add to his feud This feud's been going on for about, you know, two and a half years, it feels like. Mm. I mean, it started with Sonny, I get that, but it shouldn't, now, we've got a... I don't know, just a bit of heel and face, isn't it? Uh, Mike Olsen's up, talks about Tanaka, so he's going to show him how awesome he can be.
1: They awesome. say you can't feel pain. Who says that? <laughs> they. Again, it's one of those he's things, though, go. that it, it, it's a promo that's cut as if Tanaka has his number and has beaten him. They've been fairly standard all the way through. In fact, I think Awesome's probably beaten Tanaka more than Tanaka's beaten Awesome. So this whole kind of, you know, and I'll get you. Yeah, we've seen it.
0: Well, I, don't I I think at the moment, I think Tanaka's 2-0 in singles, isn't he? Because um, he beat him on TV and Awesome attacked him afterwards. Because this, this is what I was saying last week. Oh, maybe. I always felt that... All, I always felt that Awesome always beat Tanaka. But now I think both of it yeah. seems like it's Tanaka getting a massive push. Because I'm thinking about him laid like out on him. the
1: floor after being powerbombed through the table. But Yeah, but he'd he'd won the match. Mm.
0: So, you yeah, no, because I was the same. Because that's what I was saying last week. Um, I, I felt like Awesome always beat him. And I'm starting to sort of view that's not the case, which is like weird. But, um, yeah, they might have a couple more matches. Who knows, right? Yeah,
1: one or two, maybe, somewhere.
0: Um,
1: might be worth checking out. We'll Justin, find out.
0: Justin Credible talks about Jerry Lynn and talks about being the next TV, FTW, or world champion. I thought this was a decent promo, a really good promo. I enjoyed uh,
1: Yep, yep. It made me wonder why we're not hearing Justin Credible talk more. I liked the fact of he sitting there kind of going, did you really think there wasn't anything I'd do to win? Did you really think I'd have a line I wouldn't cross? Um, I even liked the, you know, the, the the pushing chastity in the neck kind of thing felt quite cheap, but I liked that because it had that whole kind of, they mean nothing to me. You know, this isn't my family. This isn't, you know, this isn't a gang that I, I, I look after. They're here to make me look good. They mean nothing to me. I do not care that you hurt her neck. Which is,
0: which I, I think is great because it's sort of such the polar opposite to what's going on with sort of the dreamer beulah story. Yeah. So it, it's got that relevance.
1: And even the Raven stuff. The underlying... You know, when Raven had yeah. um, Beulah or Kimono Wanalea or or, or um, uh, Laurie. Oh, what's yeah, name? yeah, Um. Fullington. Laurie, Laurie Fillington. Yeah. Um there was always still a bit of you know he'd get to the person just as they were about to to hurt them and it was a distraction rather than it was just fodder. Yes. Yeah, and no, I thought this is um like
0: really strong but we've said since he's come in he's been strong to be yeah. honest it's just there's just been a sort of a, a rocket on him. And um, it's, it's weird, like, you, you can tell the difference from someone that you sort of feel like they're really behind because he's almost relishing every moment and he's completely sort of just embracing and loving. Yeah. It just feels like he's loving this new role. But Again,
1: um, it felt like yeah, it, no, it, it was- had the usual ECW thing of, I think it was a promo that was one or two minutes too long. Um, he just kind yeah. of seemed to stutter at the end there couldn't quite get to you know because I'm not just the coolest I'm not just the greatest I'm just incredible or or the yeah, in- don't, pretend-
0: don't forget though but the thing is you've got to remember that is we're remembering it from years gone by when that's an established like catchphrase this has changed about three or four times. I think he's still trying to find his rhythm to actually what the catchphrase is.
1: No, and that's the thing. I think he stuttered at the end because he was he was kind of searching around for it. And I think if he had less time, he would have jumped to the end a little bit more.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, not good stuff. Um, RVD Sabu in another promo.
1: Oh,
0: I talk about Heat Wave. RVD... Um, Oh, I don't know I thought it was quite funny actually he had a few little pops at Sabu he was good he basically said he really enjoyed the match he knows he's going to have to take a few shots um, so he can give out a few better shots um, he's got a black eye but that goes away he's not scarred up for life like a yeah loser. he's not a scarred up
1: freak like some, some kind of loser yeah <laughs> just I just I, oh, I love yeah. the fact that he'll drop these lines and then he'll turn around and just kind of like no offence and it's just like really apparent that he's just like <laughs> bitching about him all the time. Um, it, it's oh, like just they're a team that just shouldn't work. But um, but I think Sabu's silence they've, they've done works so well for this because there's no one competing for the microphone with him. So he just he just he he can say all of that because Sabu's not going to say anything back. But yeah.
0: It, it it is good, and like I said, it sort of um, it it sort of takes away from the idea of a turn as well in the same way, because like you said, there's not this sort of spiteful you know receipt where he turns around and says, "Well, at least I'm not blah blah blah." Yeah, you know, there's just a the whole just almost like a grunt and sort of contained anger, and it. it sort of yeah, yeah, it really adds to. Um, sort of because it's like poking the yeah. bear, in it, where he can say whatever he wants and this guy doesn't do anything back really, like verbally. So yeah, a good promo. Um Dream of Crying, hitting a locker from the other week. Dudley's New Jack, uh uh Jack Victory story from the pay-per-view about fighting outside, and that we go into detail a bit. Last week, so if you want to hear us break it all down, I guess it's probably best to listen to our Heatwave special from last week. We cover all the segments and the main event.
1: And if you're looking for a timestamp for that, that it's the main event of, of Heatwave, even though it shouldn't have been the main event of Heatwave.
0: It's true. And uh, I mean, Shane Douglas basically does a small address to all the competition. Yeah. He just sort of um, yeah lets them all know what's happening. Um, didn't mind it, to be honest. Uh, as, as a fallout show, it's not e- exactly what I would want. Like I said, I would have probably put the other match if it had been taped or done something to sort of...
1: They do this weird thing of, you know, for the last couple, I've expected some kind of um, uh, recap show, and they haven't. They've just like, and we're back, and we're back into it. And so I've kind of, all right, okay, so they don't do your recap shows, they just kind of like roll on to the next whatever they've got in the bank. And then this one is very much heavily a recap show, including a match from over a year ago from the first pay-per-view, which in the context of this doesn't make sense. See, see my thing is what
0: confuses me is the commentary is overdubbed. So with the exception of like a a title change, their matches generally have no timestamp. Yeah. So they could have had a house show two weeks ago or whatever, and have Taz against some little dude or some big dude. He kind of uh, absolutely ragdolled and threw around for about two minutes. They came out with the belt, looked like a million bucks, looked in the camera, and sort of like, Shane Douglas, I'm coming for your belt or something. And sort of walked off. Something that didn't really affect the pay per view, but people who fell out of the pay per view and watched it and thought, wow, that Taz looks like a bit of a bad motherfucker. Saw so Taz come out and do another, you know, three minute squash match killing someone and you got your Taz fix. You know, and same with like, almost like RVD. You, you could have basically sort of done them in between the promos, had two. You know, never-before-seen matches. It looked like they happened after the pay-per-view, but you've had two of the biggest stars that would have caught your eye out the yeah. pay-per-view. Rather than, like I said, a match that's like a year old. Great match, but just not relevant for new fans. You know, it's like Stone Cold's hot, just defeated The Undertaker, tuning to Raw the next night. Oh, let's take a look about the Ringmaster versus Savio Vega from In Your House Five. I mean, you'd be like, Oh, really? I want to see Stan Cold versus The Undertaker.
1: And even if you turn around and say and here's Ringmaster- um him beating Jake the Snake at the King of the Ring. It's like, well, you know, that's 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 great. And it was a it was a monumental match and I understand that it was historic. But it means nothing for where I am now.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, Remaster Xavier Vega was was a big fugue, That's how he lost Million Dollar Man and everything. It was it was a turning point in his career. But when the characters hot as they were, like a year later, like, like I said, it's not relevant. In you know, if you want to go back, if you followed the journey, it's a massive part in it. But if you're a new fan tuning in, it, I don't know. I just I just think it, it should have been something new. Or newer, like, uh, you know, relevant to the yeah.
1: time. Yeah. Or if you're, then, uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, in this thing, there's a story they're telling and knowing the, 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 match, the, head, the, the main event match in the next pay-per-view, I can see the story they're telling. But because they're not telling that story, it's out of context. On the grand scheme of things, bearing in mind I'm watching something that's 22 years old, I know where they're going with this, and I can see what they're doing with this, but on a week-by-week basis, this doesn't really do anything for me.
0: No. And it's just, I just, because like I said, I, and I keep repeating myself, but I just keep thinking of the new fans who might have been bored on Sunday night, saw this show, maybe recognised Bam Bam or something, or heard something about the ECW in the magazine and thought, fuck it, we'll take a gamble on this. then thought, that show weren't bad. I'm going to watch their TV, see the fallout from it, see what's happening, <clears throat> maybe see Taz confront Shane Douglas because that's the sort of stuff I'm used to on Raw and WCW. And you, you pretty much got like, you know, 35 minutes of promo and a 45-minute show.
1: Uh, so, again, the other thing on this is um, your big get for the pay-per-view, your big get as a company – is that you've just signed Tammy Lindsich. You have signed Sunny, the yep. most downloaded woman on the internet, um, just, you know, two years before or whatever it is, um, you know, still adored. We're at the height of the Attitude Era. So you've now got, you know, the the, the most lusted after woman on the internet two years ago, who's now on a, you know, extreme anything-can-happen show. And we know this is their big push because it's like, you know, watch the pay-per-view, not because of any of the matches, but Tammy's topless. Um, she's not on the show. She's not on either of the shows. And so again, you know, similar to Funk winning the championship, you, you're, big, you're big shock from it. So you're more likely to have people like, she turns up and she's topless. Oh my God, I've got to check this out. I'm now going to see what happens next. Oh, nothing.
0: Agreed. It's, um, yeah. It it, it just, again, it's little, little small bits that I feel like in hindsight sort of make, you know, bigger ripples, you know?
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just little, little frustrations, isn't it?
0: really like, I think so. Like I said, I just I just put myself back as a, a fan at the time, and I, I just if I'd watched um, the pay per view and this was kind of the follow up show, I, I just think I'd be left feeling really um, empty. I said, so apart from basically just uh, I, I'd say probably just incredible, maybe RVD the only ones that were kind of looking forward. You know, sort of like they were very much just like, right, this is my plan now. I'm going to completely tear this down and do this. But, um,
1: yeah, 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 I agree.
0: Not nice show, but just, yeah, it was yeah. fine, right? Now i got that off my chest. It takes to episode 278, the 15th of August 1998. So, the following week, um, uh, kicks off with Chris Candido versus Lance Storm, uh, the rematch from the pay per view. Again, this makes sense to be not the next night, but sort of the following. So I I, I, I get that. I'm I'm an issue with that. That's fine. Um, Good match. Struggling with face versus heel here. Because... um,
1: So it starts with, um, you know, to the point I was just making, um, uh, the referee or... No, so so, uh, Storm has an envelope from the WWE showing that that Tamulinic isn't freed from her contract she's got contractual obligation and therefore cannot be present and and you know makes it clear that you know he's basically the one that's phoned WWE and, and tipped her off and and got her kind of recalled kind of thing yeah um uh, which you know is is heelish but not hugely
0: I, I think it's like...
1: He's heelish, but the other guy is a member of the triple threat and is meant to be the heel.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of think it's like heelish in the sense that he's... I don't know, no, no good sort of comes from this move. You know, everything seems to have sort of a, net, a negative, um, kind of bad reasoning for doing it which is sort of like healy. She's sort of screwing over Candido, he's screwing over the fans. I mean it's all Yeah. If you're if you're saying this is like one of the sort of the hottest women, most search, amazing, sort of beautiful, she's finally here, all this. And this guy's turned around and said, You've all come to see her. I'm the reason she's not here. Because I snitched on the company that she really works for and told them she was here, so she's banned from being here. Now cheer me. I mean, it's they're, they're gonna yeah. Everyone knows, like that ACW fan base. You know, it's is very much just like if you've got a a woman in in front of them, there they they're gonna go wild for it. And if you sort of the reason that there's not, you're bad. Yeah, it's simple as that. No, absolutely. Um But yes, yeah, so I guess yeah, but. I think he's technically the face. Um, Oh, then he states she's not allowed in the arena. I have no idea. She's not allowed in the arena, but she's allowed in his hotel room afterwards. Yep. Go go Storm. This is like, um, I was just talking a little while ago, but this is one of my gripes about how neutral I found Shane Douglas on commentary throughout this match. Yes. When I just kind of realistically thought he should have been losing his head, saying, Candido, you, you know, superior in everything Then this guy. This guy can't beat Candido on Candido's worst day. You know, really just over the top. We've got the best technical wrestler in the industry in the triple threat, kind of. And I just didn't feel he really got there. There's a little bit, um, spoiler, the ending comes, click up the top rope and Storm sort of got a microphone and hits Candido and ends up getting the win because of it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's because, um, so, you know, and again, in your whole kind of who's to heal, um, Storm gets out brass knucks. Yeah. Um, Candido, who has managed to get the referee knocked out because we pulled the referee in front of him, uh, takes out a chain. Um, Candido manages to hit Storm with the chain before Storm hits him with brass knucks, goes for the pin, doesn't get it, then gets the microphone and starts bad mouthing Storm. Puts him up for the blonde bombshell, doesn't notice that Storm's picked up the microphone. So when he positions himself for the blonde bombshell, gets hit in the balls with the microphone for the second time in the match, he got hit in the balls. Um, yeah. And then super flexed into the win. Um, and it felt like it was just a joke. So they turn around and say, and for years they've been saying Lance Storm doesn't know what to do with a microphone. Yeah. Which again, you know, I I, I get the, I was all right with the, you know, Jerry Lynn's been underrated by every single organization he's been into and we're to blame for that as well. But you're now burying the microphone, the promo skills of your talent. It's for no reason.
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like too many. Like they like said, the the Lin one was like fine, but this is almost like an in joke of just like I
1: don't know. Just yeah, I mean it's 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 the same energy they've done in the Digs to Raven and Saturn and you know, some of the other and Stevie Richards and some of the others. Um, you know, that kind of like, you know, he's, you know, the best of the best tag team in the world and the most violent of the most violent tag team. Um, but it's, it's a knock on your own guy. And it's, it's, it's similar to when they basically just paraded out Louis Piccoli and a whole kind of, we're going to call you lazy in front of everyone. Yeah.
0: It's, um, it's weird. It's very sort of weirdly done. I think uh, yeah. we get I a mean, promo uh, from that. I think, so the whole thing
1: about, you know, Heyman, one of the things of, uh, you know, the cult Heyman is he does this amazing thing where he accentuates the positives and hides the negatives. And when you look at someone like 911, yeah, I, I get that. Completely understand that. However, how is this accentuating the positives and hiding with the negatives when you are literally calling it out on, on television that this guy is shit at promos? It's true. Anyway.
0: Yeah, no, no, no it's it's, um, it's a fair point. Speaking of which, next I up... I didn't realise yeah. I was
1: quite a sensitive to this show as I seem to have been.
0: <laughs> I felt that in the last one.
1: Okay. I <laughs>
0: I felt like I enjoyed watching it. Um, Next up, surprisingly enough, we get a promo from Lance Storm.
1: Does Um, he say the same thing he's been saying for the last however long?
0: Talks about how he screwed up Tammy being there again and how people can thank him for it. That's basically it, really. She's not bad.
1: He's not bad for the room. Um, So that happened. We find out that it was actually just an empty envelope. It was all a ruse which makes it you weird. Know, I mean, there, there, was, there was nothing wrong with them calling, you know, she still had a couple of dates on the contract and he managed to convince someone to, to pull him in and do that. There was nothing wrong with that. It didn't need to be. He was already a heel for doing that bit. He didn't need to be a heel even further because it's all a lie. Because it just means no one's fucking checked. It well, little... that's,
0: that's the weird thing about it, isn't it. Like, would you not read the
1: letter? Or well, I mean, what did Tammy Lynch do when she was told to report back to WWF and she wasn't allowed? Did Did she phone them? Did she just get straight on a plane and go wherever they were? Is she turning up in Arkansas for Raw and only to be told, "What the fuck are you doing here? We fired you"?
0: Well, <laughs> oh, Storm, the trickster, and you said they had no personality.
1: No, Heyman said he had no. Joey Styles said he had no personality. I know, I know, I'm joking.
0: You are rattled by this, aren't
1: you? I just don't get it.
0: Um, people. Sabu versus Taz. They can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) Sabu versus Taz. Uh, Up next, uh, Taz and Triple Threat. Sabu versus Taz versus Bam Bam. Um, I don't have an issue with this match. I never thought I'd see these three wrestle in a triple threat match.
1: So my only issue with this match is at the very beginning um, where you are setting it up as if they're in for, you know, this is the match that's coming up. And we're doing this live. And then you've got Shane Douglas kind of going and they're both, neither of them understand how much of a big surprise they're in for. Mm. And then you've got both kind of acting shocked in the commentary when Bam Bam runs out and starts getting involved. You kind of sit there going, yeah. motherfucker, you just told us. At but least listen, one of you should not be shocked.
0: And, and the thing is, like, those kind of comments would only work if it was, say, like, the, the match was announced at the end of the show last week. And um, sort of Shane Douglas sort of turn around and almost made some sort of reference about you think you got a one-on-one match coming up again? Well, I might have a big store, my big a big surprise in store for you two. So it's almost like a tease. that something's it's going to happen next week, not literally like
1: as you go into it, the match.
0: Yeah, because you don't gain anything from that. No, it, it, sh- it should be like you know the the carrot going you think this is going to be a one-on-one again. Well, might have a big surprise. It might change that. And you think, oh, what is it? The band, band? is it saying new? is it a new person turning up? What's happening? It's, you know, it's the, um, the cliffhanger, as it were, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Not yeah, Just a same.
0: spoiler. Uh, yeah. But I said, apart from that, once the match gets going, it's not actually that bad. I actually enjoyed the match. I must say. So, It's it's quite hard-hitting. The only sort of gripe, and it is a minimal gripe, is um, Taz kind of no-selling the chair shots. Um, Yeah. I guess I understand it's his gimmick in that at the moment, but things like no-selling power bombs and chair shots and all this, it's just a bit like... um, it's just just a bit rough with all of it, wasn't it? some of them, yeah. Because like Sabu's like known for obviously chair shots and killing people with chairs, and pretty much you know eighty percent of his deal is based around a chair. And for him to sort of launch a chair into Taz's face and Taz just to sit there and sort of stick his middle finger up, which is kind of like Masato Tanaka's gimmick in a way.
1: And the chessman freaks gimmick, and yeah, so I, I, you know, and I and I know this thing is that, you know, it, it this is the we're into the phase where it's cool to no sell a chair shot to the head, except. Why are you all doing it? But well, the thing because if the chairs if, aren't having an effect, stop swinging the chairs.
0: Well, just as I say, if everyone's no in the chairs, then you can't get over in the chairs. If, yeah. If everyone's selling a chair because it's deadly and Masato Tanaka's not selling the chair, it gets him over because he's the only guy who's not selling the chair. But if you're all doing it, then a chair just
1: comes across as not effective. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. It only works against the FBI.
0: Well, exactly. It's not like, you know, it, it sort of almost becomes like the other way around, not like, oh, wow, this roster, everyone here is just hardcore. It's all just like, oh, chairs clearly aren't effective because it's not hurting anyone. Yeah. So I just think the idea of it is like fine, but just be selective who you pick with it, you know? Not everyone can be a shooter. Not everyone can be like sort of not tapping out. Like Raven in WCW, his whole thing for pretty much forever until we we're a bit wild at the end was he never tapped out his admissions. He would never tap out. Yeah. If, if no one ever tapped out his admissions, then it wouldn't have been anything, would it?
1: No, exactly. You just got everyone passing out.
0: Yeah. It's the whole idea that, you know, sort of pass out before sort of tap out kind of thing. But, um, yeah, regardless of all these bits, the match itself is actually a fairly decent, hard hitting match. And, um, yeah, you this... know, sort of, you don't get to see these guys in a triple threat very often, if ever again. So it's worth checking out as a, as a classic sort of triple threat with three legends. Um, <sighs> Douglas sort of saying that Taz isn't a world champ after the match. She's fine. Next up. Very interesting. We get Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam for the TV title. Um, uh, from TV-wise, what we've seen, this is their first ever meeting. Yep. So it's, it's kind of historic. I'm, I'm confused in the standpoint that I don't know how Jerry Lynn can lose the Summer Series and somehow get a TV title shot. Yes. When Justin incredible clearly stated last week, that he'd be up for a TV title shot. I hadn't sort of got anything. I feel that's a bit of a flip reverse, but I'm allowing, I can extend disbelief with that. That's just getting a bit, but um, yeah, the match itself, first two time that I can remember these two meeting that we've seen on TV, at least Um, it's not as smooth as future ones, but it's still very, very
1: good. It really is again, you know, doing my usual kind of watching through in the Candida and Lance Storm match was very good. And I thought maybe that'd be my recommendation and then the th- triple threat was very good and I thought maybe that would be my recommendation. And then this match came on and I realized which would be my recommendation. Um, <laughs> it, yeah I mean they, they they get better. So this in you know in the same way that we, we we've been talking about um, uh, Tanaka and awesome you know there's yeah. better ones to come but my God did they start off hot?
0: Yeah I mean obviously um, you watch at the network, so, as probably you do as well, you find yourself kind of um, sort of time stamping a bit more to see how long sort of segments laugh and how much time sort of um, people are given. And when it sort of got to like the end, there was only about like 10 minutes left in the episode where this match started.
1: 17, so was, I think.
0: So it wasn't like um, as sort of long as future matches, but they were given a nice bit of time and stuff like that and um, yeah no I, I, I enjoyed it I it was a good match
1: really was it really was
0: um, not, not really surprised Rob Van Dam picked up the win spoiler he holds on for the title for a little bit <laughs> so um, but um, yeah uh, a great match looks like the show's going to end because like time's really ticking down Joe Gertner basically appears on the screen and promises that RVD will lose one of his titles next week. But, uh, see again though, like we said, cliffhanger.
1: Oh, I wonder which title the voice vocal vo, the the voice pace of the tag team, the Dudley Boys, is going to challenge for.
0: As um, Devon becomes the new television champion.
1: Testify next week.
0: Testify um. What is your match of the week? What is the go-to that people should go out and see?
1: As I've just mentioned, it's it's, it's RVD versus Jerry Lynn. It's not their best match, but they've, they've not had a bad one. And this shows they've not had a bad one. Um, for the first match, for them to be able to kind of put this kind of uh, chemistry together really kind of shows. Jerry Lynn just continues to get better and better every single match he's got um and they just they they obviously just love working together they love being able to to put on these shows and feeling that crown just kind of work for them so um yeah for me it's, it's that one
0: a little slice of history as well like I said, it is their first one that we've seen yeah so that'll be your match of the week make sure you check it out as an episode of the 15th of august 1998 on the wwe network um, you got the triple threat in the same show. If you want to watch through the whole show, no reason not to. There's some good stuff on there. It's also got um, Chris Kennedy versus Lance Storm. It's actually a really good hardcore TV. You got three really good, really matches good matches. Yeah, yep. It's on one episode, so that's um, worth checking out. Overall, uh, fallout from the pay per view. Final thoughts with it all.
1: Um, they've pivoted quite quickly, which I like. Um, but we'll wait and see how this kind of builds through. Uh, I I still think Heatwave was an amazing show. I I feel that they could have done more to 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 capitalize on it. Um, but they're it, with the before and after, it feels like Heatwave was almost in the wrong place because a lot of the feuds that they set up and a lot of where they're going with some of this stuff is was set up before heat wave and has been picked up after heat wave. And then they just did this weird thing in the middle. Um, But it's still my favorite ECW pay-per-view so far.
0: Um, Yeah, hundred percent agree. I mean, um, initial fallout show, uh, you know, they, they, they could have given more. We both said that Uh, the second week uh, episode two, seven, eight, I think loads better. Like I said, three amazing matches, Like you said, check out the Jerry Lynn-RVD match. But um, overall, I guess we're going forward. Interesting to see what happens with Justin Credible, where he sort of jumps to. Very surprised there wasn't really any Dreamer or Dudley Boys on either of these two episodes. So I guess they're all back next week. And um, yeah, no, good stuff. Till death do us (laughs) part! Till death do us part. But if you're not satisfied with your extreme fix and want to get involved in the conversation, we are the conversation over at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter and Instagram. Get involved with us Not only we posting our own stuff. We're sharing your stuff. So check out the stories because there's so many cool ECW things over the last sort of a year. There's been so many great um, ECW sort of fan accounts that are popping up now you know people are really starting to relive the revolution And
1: but not just the, the amazing fan accounts they're setting up but Matty in the house at Matt Demat on Twitter actually was engaging with tweets that, that, that underscore sports reader sent a year ago about watching him
0: <laughs> a year and a half ago <laughs> yeah he, he threw out um, he threw out a message he's he still not sorry He's still not a story. I mean, it it was so long ago that he had to go back and think, what the hell did we send him? But basically, it's actually, it wasn't a year ago, it was 2018. Jesus. We put Matt DeMatte in the house, follow this ECW original, review the past episodes. He's one of my favourite characters. That changed, Matt. Heads up.
1: And he put... um, not for all of us. Not for all of us. Some of us have stayed true to at Matt Demat on Twitter.
0: They'd love to see and hear them. Um, Lmk at Matt DeMatt PM. No idea what that means, but he, he's around. He'll get back to you. The thing is about this: just don't be impatient with the guy. He's um, loyal to the cause. He doesn't use Twitter a lot who can blame him when it comes across I mean he was even messaging Griff I who? mean <laughs> sorry
1: not sorry you know so um yeah, come back Griff we wild. miss you um, yeah so you know if you think that you're not sure whether to get involved in the conversation with us at underscore sports arena Matty in the house is getting involved in the conversation with us at underscore sports arena and are you better than Matty in the house I doubt it and if you want a message about this show in two years' time,
0: have we really like been doing this? Pretty...
1: In tw- we'll be doing this in twenty eighteen. We did it before,
0: then. This thing, this is um, it's a lot of TV. Four hundred and
1: one episodes of
0: I've been told. <laughs> Well, we'll find out at the end. That's the big finale. <laughs> Maths, isn't it? We could be on like <laughs> as soon as they, t- as soon as the network took away the um, the episodes, It's just been a bit of a clusterfuck really we don't know where we're at (laughs) (laughs) can only have six episodes left who knows
1: but we'll look back around and when we get back to the super destroyers we'll know we've gone too far
0: (laughs) it's all part of the ride when bulldog turns up (laughs) um yeah but get involved thank you as always and uh, yeah we'll be back next week cut the fucking podcast